Hello, family and friends. The title of today's message is The Blame Game. Let's pray. Father, we come to you with praise and thanksgiving. So thankful for your goodness and your mercy. We love you. We choose to worship you. We choose to live for you, a life that glorifies you, to be a bright light in this dark world, Father. Be be quick to repent when we miss you, Lord. So we come today hungry for what you have for us. In the precious name of Jesus, amen. Well, folks, today we're going to talk about the blame game. Well, what do you mean, Brother Greg? I'm talking about how we can oftentimes blame others for our own mistakes. Unfortunately, I can blame myself for today's subject. Isn't it nice when God makes you the poster child for a message of correction? Well, I was involved in a charity golf outing today, which was a beautiful day, by the way. Well, anyhow, I golf about two or three times a year, so you don't want to necessarily pick me for your golf scramble team. Well, when you golf infrequently, sometimes your shots don't always turn out like you'd like them to. So I had had hit a few less than desirable shots in a row, and half jokingly and half seriously, I blame my good friend Herb, who is on my golf team, for being bad luck from my golfing. Well, the truth of the matter was that Herb was not to blame for my poor shots. In fact, he is a good golfer and a good friend and a good example. But this got me thinking, how often our flesh wants to blame someone else for something that only involves the person we look at in the mirror each morning. It doesn't do any good to blame someone else. It doesn't help things get better. So thanks for me, today's message about is about the blame game. Fortunately, or maybe unfortunately, we have many examples in the Bible for the blame game. That reminds me, remember when you were a kid, you probably heard someone say to you that when you have your index finger pointed at someone else to blame, You have more fingers pointing back at you where the blame likely resides. You know, the fall of man started the blame game. Let's start today in Genesis 3 in the Amplified Bible. The fall of man. Verse 1. Now the serpent was more crafty, subtle, skilled in deceit than any living creature of the field which the Lord had made. And the serpent Satan said to the woman, Can it really be that God has said, You shall not eat from any tree of the garden? 2. The woman said to the serpent, We may eat fruit from the trees of the garden. 3. Except the fruit from the tree which is in the middle of the garden. God said, You shall not eat from it, nor touch it, otherwise you will die. 4. But the serpent said to the woman, You certainly will not die. 5. For God knows that on the day you eat from it, Your eyes will be opened, that is, you will have greater awareness, and you will be like God, knowing the difference between good and evil. 6. And when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, and that it was delightful to look at, and a tree to be desired in order to make one wise and insightful, she took some of its fruit and ate it, and she also gave some to her husband with her, and he ate it. Folks, notice this verse, when the woman saw... When Eve saw that the tree was good for food, she ate it. Then she gave some to her husband, and he ate it too. Sin loves company. 
7. When the eyes of the two of them were opened, that is, their awareness increased, and they knew that they were naked, and they fastened fig leaves together and made themselves coverings. 8. And they heard the sound of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool afternoon breeze of the day. So the man and his wife hid and kept themselves hidden from the presence of the Lord God among the trees of the garden. Friends, sometimes when we sin, we want to hide from God instead of running to him and repenting. 9. But the Lord God called to Adam and said to him, Where are you? 10. He said, I heard the sound of you walking in the garden, and I was afraid because I was naked, so I hid myself. 11. God said, Who told you that you were naked? Have you eaten fruit from the tree of which I commanded you not to eat? 12. And the man said, The woman whom you gave to be with me, she gave me fruit from the tree, and I ate it. So, folks, Adam started the blame game for all mankind. He said to God, It was that woman whom you gave to me to be with me. She gave me the fruit of the tree, and I ate it. So the blame game began. 13. Then the Lord God said to the woman, What is this that you have done? And the woman said, The serpent beguiled or misled and deceived me, and I ate from the forbidden tree. My friends, it didn't take Eve long to catch on to the blame game. She blamed the serpent, which she could have said no to. She said, the serpent beguiled and deceived me, and I ate from the forbidden tree. She knew it was forbidden, so she blamed the serpent. Matthew 7, verses 3 through 5 in the Amplified Bible. So do you look at the insignificant speck that is in your brother's eye, but do not notice and acknowledge the egregious log that is in your own eye. For, or how can you say to your brother, let me get the speck out of your eye when there is a log in your own eye? Five, you hypocrite, play actor pretender. First get the log out of your own eye, and then you will see clearly to take the speck out of your brother's eye. Folks, isn't it so easy to see problems in other people's lives and how they should change and sometimes just ignore things in our own lives that we should change? And those things in our life are the only things we can change anyway. Sometimes we blame other people's problems for causing issues in our life. Galatians 6, 5 in the Amplified, For every person will have to bear with patience his own burden of faults and shortcomings, for which he alone is responsible. My friends, this verse says that we alone are responsible for burdens, for our faults and shortcomings. It is so easy to want to blame someone else. Well, it was Herb's fault I hit that terrible golf shot. Or it's the government's fault that I don't have a good life. Or it was my boss's fault that I didn't do that project correctly. It was the computer's fault for looking at an improper website, etc., etc. Folks, our flesh always wants to blame, but our spirit man, when we're born again, wants to love and put others first. Romans 2, 1 in the Amplified, Therefore you have no excuse or justification, every one of you who hypocritically judges and condemns others, for in passing judgment on another person you condemn yourself, because you who judge from a position of arrogance or self-righteousness are habitually practicing the very same thing which you denounce. 
My friends, the blame game, blaming others is a form of judgment on others. We condemn ourselves when we do that if we are doing the same thing we blame them for. In the last scripture today, James 1, 13 through 15 in the Amplified, let no one say when he is tempted, I am being tempted by God, for temptation does not originate from God, but from our own flaws. For God cannot be tempted by what is evil, and he himself tempts no one. 14, but each one is tempted when he is dragged away, enticed and baited to commit sin by his own worldly desire, lust, or passion. 15, then when the illicit desire is has conceived, it gives birth to sin, and when sin has run its course, it gives birth to death. Folks, the last thing we want to do is blame God. He is not tempting us, and it is definitely not his fault. This verse says it is from our own flaws and desires, and it produces sin. But praise God for 1 John 1, 9, and the New King James Bible says, If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Let's all walk in the Spirit and stay away from the blame game and be a bright light for Jesus in these last days. Let's pray. Father, we repent of when we've missed you and blamed others for things that were clearly our fault. The little things and the big things, Father. That's not love, Father. We choose to to do what you command us, to love you and to love others. Father, so we thank you for your mercy. Thank you for bathing us in your precious blood. And you're such a good God. We love you and thank you for your goodness and mercy. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, folks, you can contact us at 812-449-8147. Please go talk to someone about Jesus today. We love you all. And remember, Jesus thought about you on the cross at Calvary.